You're listening to Women in World War II, a novel experience, hosted by me, Anna Parker Naples. I'm taking you through the journey of writing and publishing my first historical novel, focusing on the history of women at home in Britain, the Bletchley Park girls, the factory girls, the Wrens, the Wafts and the Land girls. I'll be sharing with you the challenges of the research, the learning and the writing struggles as I celebrate with you the women at home in Britain in the 1940s. Okay. At the start of this episode, I'm just going to completely fess up and let you know that whilst I intended that I would be recording an episode after each of my sessions at Faber Academy, as I was progressing this book and this writing, I just didn't. Suddenly, life got busy, my business got busy, and I was so absorbed in writing. So I'm actually recording this episode very nearly 10, maybe even 12 weeks after I recorded the last. And I can't believe how quickly this time has flown. What I'm going to do, though, is in this episode, give you a kind of overview of where I'm at right now and then talk a little bit about what I've learnt about characterisation. And then I hope over the next few episodes that I'm going to then kind of delve into some of the topics we've discussed, some of the guest tutors we've had, some incredible guest tutors, successful novelists, debut novelists, people who are agents, amazing agents and amazing literary publishers to give you a flavour of everything that I'm encountering and learning and also kind of fill you in on some of the feedback that I've been getting, some of the deep thinking that I've had to do, some of the digging deep I've had to do to have the confidence to keep writing and where I'm at with it all. So first of all, I'm now at a stage where I have changed to writing to just one point of view and I'm not going to go too heavily into decisions around that in this episode because I think that's going to come up in a couple of weeks time. And I have got to a point where I've written about 40,000 words of that point of view. Before I got to that decision to swap to just one point of view from one character, I was writing with two additional points of view and I had to cut about 32,000 words. Now, not all of that is just on the cutting room floor, so to speak. Some of it I've been able to rewrite or I have earmarked for a rewrite from the main protagonist's point of view. Some of it can be repurposed into future books or could potentially be some nice interesting snippets that could be thrown in here and there. So nothing is wasted. And I've also been giving thought to the fact that I am finding it a colossal task to try and tell lots of the different stories all in one. And I'm making some peace with that by understanding a little bit more about some of the short fiction and short story awards that quite a few successful novelists actually gain lots of traction by doing very well in those short stories. So there's a little bit of me thinking those characters that I've mapped out, that I've begun to write their stories with some some quite powerful scenes that potentially they could form the basis of short stories that I put forward for awards but not yet because everything in my world right now is focused on getting this one point of view this one story from beginning to end down in draft zero 
I didn't know that I could think about my book, my first writing processes as draft zero. And I found that concept hugely freeing. This is not the first draft that just needs a little bit of cutting and pasting. This is just me getting the words, the story, the bare bones down on the page. We're now, I think we only have five weeks left of our course at Faber Academy. The group has become very close-knit. We know each other's writing quite well. And we're already making plans for how we support each other when the course comes to a close, which frankly is fairly devastating. One of the best things that has come out of the fact we have this tight-knit community, we're constantly WhatsApping each other for moral support and encouragement and also sometimes slightly deeper feedback than it's possible to give within the class environment or sometimes on different pieces as well. But one of the things that I realised was that I, because of how busy my everyday life is, I had been just waiting until I had these big weekend slots or half-term slots or Easter holiday slots to do my writing. And in some ways that works very well for me and I can go really deep into the story, into the characters. That on the other hand, I wasn't progressing at the rate that I'd hoped to on this course. And whilst I by no means expect that I will have finished writing probably in my first draft about 100,000 words, probably somewhere between the 80,000 to 100,000 in the first draft, that I don't expect that I would have done that by the close of the course. That just will not happen now. But I do want to make headway and potentially by the end of the summer holidays, by September, have got that draft zero down so that I can then begin editing proper on the first version of what I would be happy to then have my peers have a look at. So I was really resisting writing every day because I'm useless in the evening. My brain just does not work. But in the mornings, I tend to use the morning for feeding the pets, having a cup of tea, journaling, which is a really important thing for me to do usually to keep on the straight and narrow and not go a little bit loopy. And for mapping out things in the business that need to happen. And that's when I was exercising. But we had a conversation in class about consistency and, more important than that, the need to keep the story alive. Because every time I was sitting down to write, it could be a week or two weeks even since I last did a big batch of writing. And I'd sort of forget. I still knew the story, but I'd sort of forget where I was at and what those amazing sparks of ideas were that were coming through. So I actually set up an accountability with some of my classmates. They were all perfectly welcome, but not everybody was up for the challenge to create a habit of consistency. And we basically every morning after we've done some right or can be whatever time in the day, we just have a WhatsApp group that is just for accountability. And I would say day three, however many words and how much time I spent and The aim is to get up to 30 days and then obviously far beyond. But if you miss a day, you have to go back to day one. And I'm pretty tough. So I didn't expect that I would really relish doing this. But I'm finding in the mornings I'm leaping out of bed to get it done. I'm then a little bit upset with myself when half an hour or 45 minutes passes in a blur because all these ideas are coming. I've not looked at my phone. I've not even spoken to anyone in the household. And I can't wait then to continue writing. And I would say that on average, I've jumped from probably a thousand words a week to probably five or six thousand a week, given that I have these sessions at the weekends as well. 
So, okay. Mostly in this episode, I want to talk about what I'm learning and experiencing regarding characterization and getting to know your characters. Now, I started this process with three main characters, if you like, three young women with different viewpoints, different educations, different backgrounds, and attempting to weave their stories together. And it was really challenging, which is one of the reasons. And the, the, the through line of the story wasn't clear enough and it wasn't emotional enough. I couldn't go into the level of depth that I wanted for each person. So who knows, maybe they will end up eventually with their own, own novels. What I found incredibly useful is going through a list of really basic questions Who are their parents? What do their parents do? How much money is at home? Who are her siblings? Who's her best friend? You know, do they like pets? What do they like to eat? What are their aspirations? And the big ones, what do they want? Why do they want it? And what stops them? And those questions have... I have been things that I've journaled over and over and over, going deeper every time. And in fact, every time I reach a stumbling block in the process of writing, I will go back to those questions. What do they want? What stops them? I've also been thinking quite a lot about the invention process of a character. What is it that, as a reader, we're drawn into? And we like characters. We like people to be flawed. And so how can we find these flaws in our own characters that we're creating? What makes them relatable? What makes the reader care about them or be invested in them, even if they don't like them necessarily. And I think that the more you can put yourself inside the head of a character, the more real and human their written experiences become. It gives them a richness. I'm quite cautious of creating stereotypes. And the challenge there is that people are of their era. There was a certain level of education, depending on your uh, and cultural references that were would have been in the character's lives. So how do you make sure that you're giving them something rich and real as opposed to a cliche? In real life, we become the way we are because of events that have happened to us in the past. The education that we have, the environment we live in, and so that's got to come through for your characters as well. And sometimes in your writing, you suddenly realise, I'm just writing this because I've had this idea, but I haven't actually gone back and grounded it in exactly who that person is and what makes them think, behave and see the world in the way that they do. The other challenge is that... The characters we draw are not just of our invention. They are likely to be taken from people we know. Maybe we know them now. Maybe we knew them in the past. And taking elements of those people to flesh out who they are, how they behave, what they look like, the kind of attitudes they have, the rhythms of their speech, for example. And I think that by thinking about the struggles and the challenges and the conflicts that they have in their everyday life and how they then, through their own viewpoints, deal with those challenges is really how I'm trying to come about the characterization. I found as well that that sense in writing a story is that there needs to be a causality in everything that you're writing. This happened to the character, so they did this, and then this happened because of it. And that... I'm wanting to really play around with the fact that 
the character doesn't know what's coming next. Now, as the writer, you probably do have a fair idea of what's up your sleeve somewhere in the story, depending on your preferred writing process. But how can you not overly foreshadow what's coming? I guess as well, before I started this writing course, I kind of had an assumption that if we were writing about character, we would potentially have these lengthy descriptions of what they looked like, what they spoke like, what they walked like. And actually, you don't need that to create and flesh out the real emotional life of a character, that actually it's the oddities in the things that they do the oddities in the world around them that they notice or don't notice that actually brings them to life and makes them seem much more human, which obviously is what we're trying to do. So I hope this has been interesting, a bit of a catch up on where I'm at. It's hard to believe I've actually put nearly 75,000 words down on paper. Not all of them are usable, unfortunately, in the story. But I do feel now that I have a sense of really where it's going and an urgency to get this story out of me. And that urgency was still there, but it felt really different and a long way away from me when I began this course. We only have five weeks left to go, so I'm going to do my best to record lots of episodes for you about the things that things I've not had a chance to share with you so far. I hope you found this interesting. Reach out to me on Instagram at Anna Parker Naples and let me know you're listening to the World War II podcast because I've got a few shows. And I hope that this is interesting. I hope someone out there somewhere is listening. Thank you for listening to Women in World War II, a novel experience. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I would love to hear from you. So reach out to me on Instagram at Anna Parker Naples. Let's make sure we celebrate these incredible women at home in Britain in World War II.